Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name's Adam Listick, a web developer from Northern California and Central Illinois. And today, I want to talk about how can you use social media in a small business setting. So, there's a lot of different ways to use the myriad of choices out there, you know, be it Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, but how can you use it effectively? So, you know, there's a couple different motivations for wanting to have your small business or any business beyond the social media platforms. And part of that is why you need to decide, you know, what's your purpose? It could be for promotion, branding, connecting with uh, people that use your products or services, or just flat-out informational. You know, part of deciding, you know, why you're getting into this is, you know, what are the reasons and why should you be there? Because it's a lot of work or can be a lot of work. And if you don't have a plan, it can very quickly become overwhelming. And so it, it really helps to figure some of this out before you kind of, you know, throw yourself into it. Now, to some degree, you know, just experimenting with the platforms and seeing what works and what doesn't is very much encouraged. But if you're going to try to go all in, you know, on some sort of plan, like I'm going to sell 100 of my, you know, widgets, you know, by next week by creating some viral post, that's not really, you know, a, a sustainable plan or something that may even work. Uh, you know, a lot of what the platforms are are just, you know, ways to communicate. So how do you do that effectively? And I mean, that's an age-old problem. These are just new mediums that you could potentially use to, you know, help your business succeed. So part of this is kind of defining, you know, what's your content strategy? You know, I've been reading a lot and looking around a lot as to, you know, how do you develop one? What does this mean? What are effective strategies? You know, and a lot of that is kind of just research to some degree. You know, who who is your audience? Who are you speaking to? You know, and I a lot of this is speaking from personal experience of if only of I'm trying to figure that out myself and you know it's a it's not a there's no tried and true formula other than well finding what works and what doesn't so who is your audience are you targeting people that use your product people that don't use your product certain age ranges certain genders certain anything um you know it's it's very much a what are you gearing your posts what are you gearing your content towards and then secondly, what, what is the purpose of getting your content out there? You know, I usually it's promotion. I mean, you're either promoting your brand, your product, yourself. But really, you have to demonstrate that there is some value there. I mean, or else why would people even listen to you? Um, they may be finding your product and then, you know, interacting via that way. But usually it's what are you giving to folks? So is it that you're better, like your product is better, that your information is better, 
Um, or, you know, are you, are you looking at it in a different way as in these are offers I have, like I'm trying to save you money or I'm, I'm trying to give you extra knowledge, you know, that type of drive to say, what, what am I actually trying to do makes a big difference. And at least helps to focus what you're trying to put out there. And, you know, and along with that is, what's your tone? You know, is it playful, fun, snarky, professional? You know, I, I've seen all of them out there on every brand. Uh, I was recently just reading one about Wendy's, and it was, a, it, they tend to be very snarky on their social media, but it's working well for them. You know, they they aren't afraid to kind of jump in the fray, you know, but that doesn't work for every brand in every area, and you do have to be very careful with some of those you know, other ones, especially in today's climate of, you know, the politics and all of that. So you have to be very careful with how you're trying to market yourself and your brand. So what what are some of the networks and how might you use them? Now, I'm sure most people listening to this have know of or heard all of them, but, you know, there are different ways to use each network. So Twitter comes to mind usually, Twitter and Facebook are the two that usually come to mind, but starting off with Twitter, it's, it's really good for small bits of information, links and pictures, you know, and I think part of what's really great about Twitter is the fact that they constrained how much you could write. Now granted, they did just increase the size of that, but at the same time, having that constraint really meant you had to kind of focus your message. You know, what is it that you're trying to get out there? And how do you how do you do it in such a way then that it's going to kind of stand above? It's really good for connecting quickly with people. And a good a good use case of this is uh, Comcast, everyone's favorite provider. Uh, they are good at um, responding on Twitter. Uh, in fact, I recently had a problem, uh, and I was having trouble getting information from my local area, so I tweeted at, I believe it's Comcast Cares, and they very quickly found out some information and got back. And really the reason for this, I believe, is that since it is such a public forum, there's an incentive to quickly show that you're resolving and listening, because people are paying attention to that. And since they're paying attention to that, it's a lot easier for them to jump on those types of platforms to say, hey, look, it's kind of like free marketing in many ways. Yeah, we know there's a problem, but we're listening and we're trying to solve it and make it right. And this really goes for every brand. I mean, if you're showing that you're, you're listening and you're doing, especially in kind of a public setting like that, then it can really help build trust in your brand or at least show progress you still have to apply those same strategies to, you know, your normal support or else it's not fair, though that's the joy of marketing. But still, you know, just as a business practice in general, you should be applying the same standards for everyone. But in terms of that kind of interaction, then the reason tends to be it is a very public area. It's good PR. And plus, you can very quickly gain some information and and interact with the folks. So sometimes it is just easier as, from a support perspective. 
Um, granted, you can't collect as much information because it can be a challenge sometimes, but it works well. So kind of moving on to you know Facebook, for example, it's a more personal branding I found. More people use Facebook than Twitter, but they tend to associate Facebook with more personal connections, usually which is a reason why it was, you know, they're using in the first place. A lot of times to connect with family and friends. So getting brands to jump on there and say, hey, let's interact. You know, I, I've actually found a lot of trouble with this, if only because it's not clear to me how best to use Facebook for this, even though Facebook themselves are really trying to get companies on there. And a lot of it's because, you know, what, how am I promoting? You know, I make a Facebook page, you know, I put some content up. How is that being shared out? You know, with Twitter, it's public and it gets out there, but it's, it's still a little fuzzy to me, especially with the, you know, kind of closed circles a lot of people have. You know, and, I, and I'm not advocating in any of these, though you're certainly able to, and it, your mileage may vary, but, you know, with ad buys and that kind of stuff, I'm really just focusing on how to use the platform itself. Um, so Facebook is good, though, because it can really translate into a lot of engagement. So those that you do get to, you know, focus on and have interact with you on there, it's really quite, you know, Im impressive how much more engagement interaction you can get sometimes. So it is very worthwhile to pursue. It's just one of those platforms that's ever evolving. Well, same with all of them. But, you know, one that is, is still a tad unclear to me at least how best to use that other than treat it the same way as you might some of the longer form stuff, like if you're writing some longer articles, because you, you do have more space in those posts. Um, but very much videos and images are very important um, because it's a kind of a central focus of the Facebook platform. So definitely take a look at it. It can, it can help. It, it's just how do you find the best way it works for you. Uh, Pinterest is another one that um, it's kind of started to grow up a little bit with this. I mean, it very much started out as kind of a mood board, essentially. Like here's a bunch of cool things and I'll group them and share them and it's great for planning or if I want to just add a collection of like visual bookmarks is kind of how I always looked at it. Um, but it can be good for brands if they're, you know, very image focused or link focused. Um, you can get your products and ideas in there. Um, it's usually like how to or do it yourself types of ideas, um, but it's evolving. Um, I think they're trying to branch out a bit more. Uh, but it it's it's not for every brand by by any means. Um, it seems to be a bit more depending on what your content is, what your product is, or what your service is. Uh, same thing with Instagram in many ways, um, especially since what Instagram is owned by Facebook now. Uh, it it's kind of straight up images and videos and that kind of stuff. Um, so if you have that content and can interact with that, great. It's I think it's a great platform for it. That being said, though, it's not the same, you know, as some of the other ones where you're kind of giving information or call to actions. It's very much like, here's what we're doing or here's, you know, something cool about our product and check it out. And, you know, how do you differentiate yourself in that kind of space and actually convert in a way 
Um, it's more of like a running stream of cool pictures your brand might do. And that may work in some ways for, um, you know, like uh, resale shops, for example, could throw up a bunch of pictures of their content and, you know, do cool captions and be creative with that kind of stuff. But, you know, if your service is kind of like what I am and providing, you know, web development, well, it's really kind of hard to leverage that type of image-centric platform for that kind of content. Uh, finally, you know, talk about Google Plus a little bit. Google Plus has really good communities. That being said, their pages for, you know, companies and brands you know, are okay. Um, you don't, the communities are really active, but you know, when it comes to those informational type pages, it's good to have, especially as you can tie it into other Google products. But other than a good to have, it's not one I tend to think of as a focus for posting or doing anything like that. Um, and just to make a mention of other content you might have, you know, in terms of writing long form articles or blog posts, you know, in terms of media, you know, other products like Medium, WordPress, you know, Ghost, etc., um, it can be really good to drive people, you know, and for searchability and organic content on your site itself. Um, granted, if you're using Medium or Ghost, maybe not so much. Well, it depends on how you're set up. But, you know, it, it can be good to help drive that longer form content that you might want to get out there. Like, here's a how-to guide or all the things you need to know uh, that you can then link back from your, the various social media aspects. Uh, it's good, but it depends. You know, what is the purpose? Are you just sending out, like for a resale shop, for example, are you just sending out these are the kind of things we have, or are you writing an article all about how you source your products and, you know, what's good about them and the struggles and that kind of stuff? But if you're not doing that, then, you know, you don't need it. And that kind of goes for all of the networks are if you don't need them, if you don't see a need for it, then don't use them. Use what's going to make sense for you. So kind of talking a little bit about the management and the tools of this. Um, one, one big thing I found about the management is make whatever you're trying to do, you know, something you can keep up. Because it's a lot of work to figure out how to, you know, jump into these platforms to use them effectively to keep up at them. I mean, it's, it's a ton of time and effort. And sometimes it may be better spent elsewhere. Um, but depending on how you plan it out, you structure your content, your plan, you know, it could work well. But if you're going to say you're going to post daily, for example, and then that lasts for two weeks and then, you know, life happens and maybe it's every other week or you know, it kind of stretches out. It's hard to build trust in your brand if you can't keep that regular cadence that people are expecting of the same quality and quantity. So maybe start, you know, I'm going to post uh, every other day you know, or I'm going to post weekly things that you can keep up and do that don't get overwhelming. And then as you're able to do more, then you can start up doing more. Um, but you're at least building that trust and that, you know, this is what I can do and this is why you should follow me and you can keep seeing me do stuff. Um, 
some of the tools you can use, uh, you know, there's some free ones and then there's some kind of free and then there's a lot of paid tools. Um, with uh, Twitter, uh, they have a product called TweetDeck, which is at, still free for the moment and lets you manage multiple Twitter accounts and do scheduled posting, which is great. Um, Facebook doesn't have something like that that I'm aware of, um, nor do most of the other ones, but TweetDeck's really cool. Um, but as soon as you start saying, look, I'm going to post on multiple platforms, you need a better product. Um, there's a bunch of them. Uh, some of the ones out there are Hootsuite, Buffer, Content Studio, CoSchedule. They're all different. They all have the same basic premise of connect all your accounts, schedule all your content, and kind of walk away, help you discover new content to post, that kind of stuff. Um, they each have their own pros and cons and their costs. So it, it's worth exploring, can save you a ton of time, but you still need to generate the content. So it just depends on what your plan is. If you do end up doing a lot of posting, then inevitably you will need one of these tools just because it can be really hard to keep up with it if you don't have something like that. So hopefully this podcast gave you some ideas, um, some a quick overview of all the various ways and the strategies you can, you know, uh, approach. There is no real right or wrong in the social media space in terms of like how you can do it. It, it seems like the strategies are ever evolving and changing. So, you know, chart your own path through it and see what works and what doesn't. So finally, follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte. And let me know what your strategies are for managing your social media, how you find your voice in it, and how do you think that you can add to the conversation. So thank you for listening, and I hope you join us next week.